Attention, I'd like to call to order the December 19, 2019 Route County Planning Commission. Sarah, if you would be so kind as to call the roll. Hey, yes. We have a quorum. Um, <clears throat> two bits of, or a couple of bits of housekeeping. Number one, I'd appreciate if all cell phones are turned off. Number two, there should have been, but I think you did it already, Sarah, sign-up sheet. Everybody signed in. Number three would be because this <coughs> meeting is available to the public to listen in by calling in by phone. The best way for that to work is if we all use the microphones so anyone proposes to address the uh, commissioners, please use the lectern. Thank you. Uh, one last, okay, that's it. Public comment at this point in time, anyone who wishes to address the commissioners on anything that is not on the agenda, including comments about the potential revisions to the master plan, now would be the time to do so. Hearing and seeing none, we'll move on to um, the next item on the agenda. City of Steamboat Springs Water Storage Tank, PL 18-184, 185, and 186. Alan, are you? I'll take it. Go for it. Should I close now? You may. Uh, just for the everybody to know, I do work for the City of Steamboat Spring, who is the applicant. I do not work in the department with uh, Michelle. I do know her just through kind of ins and outs of my work, but I don't directly work with her. I feel like I can make an unbiased uh, and impartial decision on this. Commissioners, any concern? Thank you. We appreciate you uh, for disclosure. But you're good. Alan. Okay, so this is the city's application for a west side water storage tank. And there's actually three applications associated with uh, this. A special use permit for the tank and the associated pipelines. Uh, a water body setback permit for the, the pipelines that encroach into the 50-foot setback of a water body that runs along the road that the pipe is proposed to go down, and then a division of land for public purpose for the actual land that the tank is to sit on. Since the highest, since there's an SUP involved in that decision is made by the Board of County Commissioners, the the entire project is being evaluated as one, and 
you will be making a recommendation on all three applications to the Board of County Commissioners who will be making a final decision on this. So this is a vicinity map of, of the site. So here in the bottom left-hand corner, this is the airport right here, Elk River Road right here, and then the Game Trails Drive up to Woodchuck Trail around to the, the approximate location of, of the tank. And here's an overall plan of the of the project. Again, here is Elk River Road right here, Game Trails Drive, the intersection with Woodchuck Trail, and then Woodchuck Trail up the hill to the the tank site. So the hillside that it is proposed to be on overlooks Elk River Road. It's approximately a thousand feet from the city limits and it's accessed via Game Trails Drive and Woodchuck Trail. So we'll get into the, the special use permit aspect of it. So here is a site plan of the, of the tank. Uh, Woodchuck Trail in the northern portion of it. Uh, here is the the tank itself. Uh, it is a one million gallon partially buried tank, and then there's going to be a 16 foot driveway and then a parking area at the end of it for uh, Steamboat Springs employees and maintenance personnel that will be maintaining the tank. There's going to be 2,900 feet, uh, approximately 2,900 feet of supply and distribution lines, and then miscellaneous drain pipe and connections. And then there is proposed approximately 580 feet of six foot tall chain link fence with a brown fabric on it that's going to surround the site. And the purpose of this tank is to aid in overall system operations, and that includes improved fire flows, redundancy to the existing water service, and to serve identified roads on the west side of town. And so here is a rendering of, of the site. You can see the, the tank right here in the middle. And then so in the narrative, there were alter alternate sites that were mentioned. And this is a blow up of the map that was provided by email to you yesterday. So alternate number one is the, the most furthest north located right here. Alternate two is the most southern site and it is located north of the cemetery and then alternate site number three right here east of downhill drive so i'd like to note that all three of those proposed or uh, contemplated sites are outside of the city limits and within the county so no matter which site that they chose they would be going through this this process so moving on to the water body setback, there is a drainage that meets the, our definition of a water body that 
runs down Woodchuck Trail and then underneath the intersection with Game Trails Drive. And then the, the pipe is proposed to run along Woodchuck Trail and then cross that intersection and then head south across YBEA own property to hook into the existing system. So these two light blue uh, marks are the areas that the water body setback uh, permit applies to, and it's for the supply and distribution lines for the tank. And a stormwater management plan was submitted with the construction drawings, and those were reviewed by Public Works, and it meets the criteria for the submittal criteria for a grading and excavating permit, which the um, which the city will have to obtain through the county. And then here's the proposed plat for the for the division of land for a public purpose. You can see this area right here is the proposed lot two, and it's proposed to be approximately 1.6 acres with the remainder of lot one containing 33.48 acres, and lot two will have the tank on it. And there has been a request to, for lot one to retain all of the rights that a 35-acre parcel would have, and the only thing that this would this would provide for them is a relief, a little bit of relief in the distance, the separation restriction for secondary dwelling units. If you have 35 acres, it can be separated by no more than 300 feet. If it's less than 35 acres, it can be separated by separated by no no more than 200 feet. So that's really the only uh, benefit of having a 35 acre parcel is. So that will be one of the issues for discussion. So this project was also reviewed under the county's 1041 regulations, which were adopted by the county in 2007. And the 1041 regulations designate what are known as matters of state interest. And the types of projects that the county has deemed a matter of state interest are site selection and construction of major new domestic water and sewage treatment systems, major extensions of existing domestic water and sewage treatment systems, site selection and construction of major facilities of a public utility, site selection for airports, and then the efficient utilization of municipal and industrial water projects. So this project does qualify as a matter of state interest, so it was reviewed under the 1041 regulations. And the determination on that review was that a finding of no significant impact uh, would occur as long as a special use permit for the tank was obtained. So to review some of the referral comments that were received, uh, the county's hazard mapping shows that this area is mapped for potentially unstable slopes. 
and the Colorado Geological Survey uh, reviewed the construction drawings and that available data and stated that it appears that appropriate mitigation measures have been incorporated into the design of the tank to take into those to take into account the potentially unstable slopes. The Colorado Department of Health and Environment stated that a state stormwater permit would be required. And then Public Works didn't have any comments due to the fact that where uh, Game Trails Drive comes off of Elk River Road is within city limits. And then if all of the roads used to access the site are private roads. so. The public works didn't have any comments except for that uh, the stormwater management plan that was submitted meets their criteria, the submittal criteria for creating an excavating permit. Colorado Parks and Wildlife did have concerns about wildlife in the area, and their letter was included in your packet. And the recommendations that were made in that letter are included as suggested conditions of approval and those include bear resistant trash containers, a restriction on construction from December 1st to April 30th to avoid or to minimize impacts to uh, wintering elk in the area. This is a severe winter elk habitat due to uh, its elevation and south-facing exposure and the type of vegetation that is present there. And then they wanted a nesting raptor and migratory bird study to be conducted prior to construction. And if any nests were discovered in the area, that CPW would work with the city to develop a construction time frame that would avoid those disturbances. And so some additional notes that I have in the agreement with the, the current landowner of this land, they have agreed to uh, provide taps for, so the current landowner owns this parcel as well as two other adjacent parcels. Currently all of them are above 35 acres. And the city has granted them taps to for all three of those parcels for one primary dwelling unit and a secondary dwelling unit. And for each parcel? For each parcel. So it's three parcels that have uh, been provided those taps. And so the issues for discussion that staff would like your input on it concerns landscaping and the visual impacts of the of the tank to the traveling public on 129, and um, and if uh, additional vegetation should be required to soften the uh, or to lessen the visual impacts of the tank currently. Uh, the city is only proposing to provide a native grass seed that they would put down for revegetation. Um, they did say that the color of the concrete blocks to be used would be a 
tan, brown, neutral color such as that, but wanted to get your input on whether any visual mitigation needs to take place. And then should lot one be able to retain all of the developments of a 35 acre parcel? So those are what we're looking for feedback on. Uh, I do have to say that I did have a conversation with Commissioner Brookshire where he expressed some concerns, so I'm going to turn it over to him to uh, inform you of his concerns, and then I might have some comments following his comments. Um, I guess my question had to do with Extending services outside of the urban growth boundary. Mm -hmm. um, it's more of a philosophical type, perhaps, discussion. Okay. Um, whether <clears throat> whether this facility is actually needed or not, and then I I think the. Proposed water that fills this tank comes out of the Elk River. No, because that was was that not sure. part of the packet that showed a line going to the Elk River. Michelle Carr, distribution and collection manager for the city of Steamboat Springs. So eventually, uh, we'd like to take. We do have the city has water rights on the Elk River, and eventually, we'd like to use those, and that tank would. Uh, be fed through a water treatment plant eventually on the Elk River. However, that's uh, that plant or any taking advantage of any of those water rights is not even on our 20-year horizon. So um, we we intend to fill and use the tank with our current water treatment plants, uh, the up at Fisher Creek and the Yamba. Um, and the need uh, comes from our. Uh, the, our master planning studies, which we've, um, we conduct every 10 years, uh, and then our water supply master plan, which states that eventually, um, sometime around 2040, uh, we, we would need additional water, and by putting in the storage tank, we can push that off a little bit, especially as the west area grows. Um, this is necessary, and this is also necessary for developing phase three of the sunlight addition for uh, maintaining adequate fire flow. Um, otherwise, without this tank, those homes would be required to have fire uh, suppression systems in them. If that makes sense. Yeah, I think there's more questions, but I'm not sure I'm on topic with what was the point you were referencing, Alan? EGUGB. Yeah, you were talking about service out of district, and in the past when the city has been approached or wanted to provide service out of district, they have consulted with the planning department to see what the um, potential density for that particular parcel would be, and we provided that with the information that city staff then took to city council to... Um, for city council's decision on whether to to provide service out of district, and we haven't had that, we haven't had any inquiries in the past couple years. Um, I don't know if that's because we haven't been contacted or if there just hasn't been any requests for out of district service. But <clears throat> we can the. 
if your concern is that there's the potential for added density in the county outside of the urban growth boundary because of this tank, I would say that the chances of that are pretty slim just based on the fact that the county master plan does not encourage additional residential density outside of uh, identified growth centers. The Steamboat Springs Area Community Plan has an identified urban growth boundary and the growth management policies that are in the Steamboat Springs Area Community Plan uh, state that all urban level density should take place within the urban growth boundary and that is a pretty hard and fast boundary so here's a here's a map of the from the steamboat springs area community plan the purple dashed line is the urban growth boundary and the tank is proposed to be about right here and so there are growth management policies that are in the Steamboat Springs Area Community Plan that state that the urban growth boundary should main, be maintained and reviewed periodically to make sure it meets the region's needs and that urban development will be required to locate within the UGB. Now the, the plan does lay out a process for a major amendment to the UGB and the criteria for that major amendment is listed up there and I would just call attention to number one, a demonstrated need for land suitable to accommodate housing and the community has said that they would like to see that housing and the associated services that go along with that to go west along Highway 40 and not north along Elk River Road towards the towards the Elk River. Sure. Yeah. So Michelle, if if you extend three domestic tabs. Are, are those tasks limited then to three single-family homes? Six, six. Could I could I first say that the, the plan includes um, three tasks at this time. Uh, eventually, we're going to need to come to an agreement with the other landowner, which is Schrader, um, and we're anticipating probably offering at least one additional tab uh, for the to to become party to the road maintenance agreement. However, because his, that land is higher than the tank, um, and the tank is not going to have any pumps, um, there's a little bit more work that's going to be need to be done to work that out. However, the taps are only going to be up to uh, half inch taps, I believe, or uh, but, but they would only be at, uh, they would not be large taps that would serve a multifamily residence. But uh, certainly, you know, if, if they wanted to put in a secondary unit. Um, that's something that they would be able to be served off of a, a residential tap. Is what we're offering. And Schrader's a guy on up Wood Creek Wood Chuck. He's at the very very top there, so if he's above. It's going to be a little bit more of a challenge to be. We'd like to offer him that, but you know, hopefully, and it hopefully works out. But so I'm trying to ask the question. I guess if the Deline property were 
successful in obtaining an MRE type subdivision. And so you could put. Is that a multi family residential? Yeah, don't worry okay. about it. It goes to density. So if they were approved to create several more lots within their 33 acres, would that tap serve those additional lots? So, no. So that residential tap is going to be good for one home and one secondary unit. Um, we, we would not allow them to extend it farther. Okay. As far as control of our water service within the city, we have the same rules. Residents can add on uh, a secondary unit, but if they were going to increase <coughs> service and usage to that, the, the tap wouldn't work, and nor would we allow it. Why I got you. The other question I have is why is this thing out of the ground? Why isn't the whole thing it's set down in the ground? Partially buried just to balance uh, fill, cut and fill. I guess we're a little bit out of order, but you can stand there. I think unless now you have more to go. Uh, nope. I have a couple of questions. Sure. I'm sure we all do. Is it Michelle? It is. Okay, thank you. Um, talk more about the retaining wall, please. Yeah. I know it's their cast concrete block. Mm-hmm. But Alan said brown, then I heard beige, and then I heard earth tone. So our intent with constructing a water tank for public drinking water uses is, is to make it as inconspicuous as possible. Um, because of many reasons, but one of those being we, we don't like to have that sticking out as, as an opportunity for someone who would have nefarious um, intent. Um, so we, our hope is to have it uh, be um, as disguised or blended in and not very obvious is, is what our intent is. So the color would be meant to match the background and not make it stick out at all. And the surface of this retaining wall is? That is, uh, I mean, that's, that's a, a, a Google SketchUp of it. Um, and, and I would say that probably that color might is probably not very far off of what we would intend. And my question was this: the surface of the retaining wall blocks itself shiny, textured, rough. What Again, as inconspicuous as possible, and to bl meant to blend in with the background, so it would be slightly textured, rough. Yeah. How high is that front face from <clears throat> ground level to top? <clears throat> I don't know off the top of my head. You'd have to look. Oh, I think I can answer that question. About 16 feet. About 16 feet down the bottom. 16? You agree, Alan? Uh, yeah, there's four. Four foot walls. Here, down, right here, you can, there's four four foot retaining walls that are stepped back and terraced. <clears throat> so it would appear that it, from the ground, looked like a 16 foot wall. No, 12, wouldn't it? If they're four footers? There's four of them. Oh, there's four, yeah. Sorry. I did the cross section. John, you have a question? Yeah, two questions for Mr. Carr. In um, a couple of places in the petition, it's mentioned that future needs might require two million uh, in storage. Is the second one million? tank in that 2040 
far distant future that you mentioned? Good question. Yeah, we're not. Uh, that would likely be near to the water treatment plant. So again, not even in our 20-year horizon. So. But yeah, far far off in the distance, and really not even—it's not even inconceptual. Uh, we don't have a site for a, a really, and hopefully, if we can continue our water conservation efforts, we'd like to push off as much of that um, kind of construction as possible. And then, secondly, <clears throat> it's my understanding, without direct knowledge, that what's currently plaguing the Fish Creek storage tank. Uh, has a lot to do with several defects in the monitoring system. Correct. Uh, I mean, phone, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I didn't notice. Maybe I missed in the petition any particular stipulations for monitoring of this tank. Right. So there are going to be some newer controls, and, and uh, I can appreciate what your question regarding the Fish Creek Falls tank. That tank is very old, and um, again, it's uh, got a telemetry and SCADA that runs over an old landline that often goes loses service, apparently. So we're in the process of right now working with baseline engineering to upgrade those and also put in some backups. We didn't really discuss uh, a lot of the telemetry and SCADA that's going into the new water treatment plant because we anticipate that it's going to be new technology and it's going to have backups and be uh, run over wireless so that we won't have to worry about a landline being cut or somehow just not working. Okay. So I appreciate your question, though. Roberta? Um, there is an uh, exhibit that says overall site plan, overall site plan that shows a future house. So that was in regards to requests for, by Mr. DeLine. Um, and, and I think since that, uh, those plans have been made, I think that he has um, decided not to go that direction. However, um, for some reason, they ended up in the plans. But that's regarding Mr. DeLine's uh, property um, and his original intent, which I, I'm not sure if that still remains. But um, so we're if, that, if that were, that's not a part of this project. Not a part of this application. Absolutely not, no. Uh, they want to make note of that. I think it is on the subdivision. It's a great topic for the subdivision part of this point. Uh, no. it's, it's not being proposed as a part of this. And those plans, as you can see, there are some markups on them. They need to be adjusted. So that would certainly be one of those is that that's removed. I'm not even sure why it's on there. We wouldn't be proposing to build any sort of house on somebody else's land as a part of the project. Alan, you want to comment on that? Um, I mean, if approved, so the, the subdivision is for the, to be able to take the one. 0.29 or whatever. Yeah, the one. 0.595. acre parcel that the tank is proposed to sit on. But, and the reason they've got to go through that is because of the, the 35 acre minimum. And all of the other two parcels that Mr. DeLine owns are right at that 35, 35 acres. So there wouldn't be a way to reconfigure his parcels to bring everything into compliance. So they're 
part of this will result, if approved, will result in a parcel that is less than 35 acres. But if it is approved through through this process, it is still a legal buildable lot and would be able to have a primary unit and a secondary unit. The only, like I said before, with the 35-acre classification or rights, it would just be able to be located 100 feet further than it would if it were less than 35. Because there's an existing residence there now, right? Uh, there is not, no. I didn't think so. <laughs> huh? There's a structure there, but it's for calving or something yeah. like that. It's an agricultural building. Rebecca? Uh, just one other quick question uh, relative to the vegetation. Yeah. Um, what is out there now? Is, it, is the grass that you're proposing the same uh, height? And, uh, right. So we're just proposing natives that would be that would be already out on site. There's no staging material out there now. Uh, is there? Yeah, there might be some sagebrush and stuff like that out there. Gambolo. Thank you. Questions? Please. Just uh, quickly, I'd like to follow up uh, on her question. So there's some existing gamble oak out there that might come out. And does it make sense that they put some more gamble oak back in and not replace the trees with just grass? That's kind of up to us, I think. That's where we're going to go. Right. So in terms of our process, the staff's process of reviewing and approving, Revegetation plan. That's something maybe they want to add. Well, I think we're going to discuss that as to what oh, right. you would like to see. Oh, I thought, yeah. 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 Okay. No, you're good. Yeah. So uh, my other question is both uh, refer to the visibility of the project and uh, the tank itself. Uh, I didn't see anything about the color of the concrete tank. Um, I, I think this is. Do you want me to ask a question, or do you want me to tell no, you what no, I think? No, ask the question first. Yeah, well, my question, did I miss something, or it's not discussed? It's coloring the concrete tank. So the concrete tank is going to be covered uh, on most sides, but it's going to be partially buried, the sides that's not, and that's a, that's a section, so we're not saying that that's going to be exposed. Um, any any side that's going to be visible is going to be covered up, and and that's not only because we want to make the tank inconspicuous, but that's also because we we want to make it inconspicuous for the current landowner. Mr. Deline has requested that he doesn't want to look at the, at, the, at at a tank at an ugly concrete tank. So uh, we're going to be any any exposed side is going to be covered by that retaining wall, and again, the retaining wall is is intended to be of uh, natural colors that so that it would blend in and make the tank as inconspicuous as possible. So is there any technical reason that you can't sink that thing further down? You talked about cut and fill. Yeah, cut and fill is, uh, is, is, is expensive. And, you know, being that we're passing this on, the costs have to go on to our, our users. Uh, our utility users, you know, it, we like to try to, you know, keep costs down where we can. The, on the technical side, we would have to we would have to relocate it. We would have to push it back further, so that would that would move. Uh, yeah, that would move. And, and there's rock in that area, and it's unstable rock. So we're trying not to dig down very far. 
And the geotech report reflects that the rock is unstable, which means that we do have to over-excavate to put in some, uh, to put in a more stable um, foundation for the passport. So the reason that you need Mr. Schrader's involvement is because it's a private road. Yeah, and there's a road maintenance agreement so that, that Mr. DeLine is a, a party to and also the, the property that's uh, owned by Mr. Schrader. Right, so you need consent from not only DeLine but the Schraders, the users. For, for the road maintenance agreement, that's correct, and that's something that we intend to have done before, obviously, we can construct because we can't. But if we can't get to the tank, that, that's an issue. And so we need to be able to use that road, yeah. So I guess... How about the... Excuse me. Uh, one, one other question, Alan. Is there already... Or, Michelle, do you have a, an easement down through Duckles? We have an easement through YBEA, yes. No, but through Duckles. We're not going through Duckles. Oh, really? We have an easement through YBEA, and that's all we need. The portion with the blue line you can see is um, already constructed. That would need to be constructed oh, in 2016. You cross, you cross 129. Yeah, we already okay. did that in 2016 because we were having some water quality issues out there, so we needed to loop the system. Okay. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Billy? Yeah, um, definitely appreciate your comment about uh, trying to make sure you can't see the tank. Right, and that is our definite intention again. Right. So my question, I looked at it, I thought pretty closely, and it appeared to me that there were portions of the tank that you could see. So uh, there's a cross-section. Well, it's not going to be completely invisible, but we, if you're looking for it, I, I imagine, and you know what you're looking for, you'll, you'll probably be able to see it. Yeah, okay. However, um, if you're not looking for it and you're just driving by, we're hoping that it will just blend into the landscape based on the colors and the retaining wall. So I would suggest if you could see some of it, then... We require that that some of the, if there is some we can see, I'd like to see it color. Okay. My next question is kind of related, and that's on the uh, retaining wall. Mm -hmm. I didn't see anything about coloring the retaining wall in the packet. Did I miss something? Yeah, it's in the, the coloring is in there. Yeah, I think so. I looked. Um, what kind of wall units? It, it, there was there wasn't anything about the color in the retaining wall. The I mentioned it during my comments at the beginning. That was based on a conversation with Michelle from this afternoon. So it, it sounds like it's a concern. You can add a condition of approval that says the retaining wall shall be a neutral color approved by the planning director prior to construction, something along those sorts. Yeah, that's what I was looking for. Yeah, I thought it was... So we'll just make sure that we get that in there. Yeah. But I am Chad's got a good color sense. I think we can just... <laughs> and I definitely specifically wanted to, to add that we, we should say who decides. And I'm okay. I'm fully comfortable with Chad making the decision. Yeah, we, should, we should say... That. The planning commission doesn't have a schedule meeting to bring it back. But right. yeah, just based yeah. on the direction of what Michelle said with the slide on the photo markup, you've got a good idea. Is the chain link fence going around the property line or is it going around the retaining wall or above it? It's going on the property line. Okay. And again, that will be fabric colored again to try to make it as inconspicuous as possible. Mm -hmm. does, does that show up on the site plan? I was looking for the fence and I, yeah, I might have missed it. So, does anybody? Thought I saw it. Is that? 
<clears throat> and I saw the fence around the parking, you know, on the east side of the tank. The right line shows the fence. I saw that one, but I didn't find it. So to reiterate, it's on the perimeter of the property line. I didn't, yeah, I didn't see that. So if that's what you want, it, then think so. be on there. I guess I'm not sure a fabric colored fence is better than something else. In other words, this, that's going to be pretty visible. Another question related to fence is, yeah. I thought I read that the fence was going to be plastic coated color. And it's going to be fabric covered. I'm just, yeah, I'm just sorry. Saying, I, don't, I don't know what you want, but I, what I thought I read was one thing. I didn't, I didn't think I saw anything about a fabric fence. Hmm. Okay. I think fabric's called out in there, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I think so. I'm missing. It's a large shell. It's a large shell. said that it was. <clears throat> Yeah, so in the project description, it says 580 lineal feet of six-foot brown PVC-coated chain-link fence faced with brown fabric surrounding the entire okay. I read the first part of that, sorry. <laughs> okay, so Michelle, did you just say it was gonna, the fence was going to be on the property line? It's going to be where it's shown on there. Okay, because where it's shown is... Property security fence. Yeah, it's hard to see, but it's right. It's in between the. Yeah, the top, the first and the second retaining wall from the top. So just like right here, going around. Yeah, sorry. Then that's where it's going to be located. You see it? Find it? I, I see where it is, but I just can't see it actually said, saying oh. it on there. It's, I believe in it. Well, there's even a cross section for pro security fence on the right. Here's the cross section. Ah, thank you. <clears throat> so while they're looking, Alan. Yes. It indicates here that originally the permit was issued in 2013 from Colorado Department of blah, 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 blah. That was the State Department. That State, was sir. Nothing, yeah, right. nothing to do with the county. Right. But it's required. Yes. Sorry. My question is, it expired, and another one will be sought. Should that be a condition of approval? I mean, we have a broad-based condition. and uh, Does that come into the broad base? Maybe. Uh, yes. Fine, then I'm happy. Okay. Any other questions for Michelle? So you got or a, staff? You, you got a four foot wall. The first one. Behind the six foot fence. Yeah. So, in trying to do whatever is possible to mitigate the 16 foot by 107 foot block wall up there on the hillside. And it looks like it'll probably be even taller than 16 feet with the side view on that. Um, I'm, I'm fishing. I'm, I'm asking if there, Alan, do you 
Do you know? Well, I guess Michelle talked about the impacts. If if you sunk that tank further, it's just more money. Does that? Let me ask this: Does that increase then the size of your excavation? Right. Mm -hmm. Probably would because there'd be additional rock excavation. So you have to excavate it out. Mm -hmm. And over excavate. Right. But then, couldn't you backfill on the downhill side with that? With what you're taking out of the hole. With rock. Actually, we don't want to put rock up against the concrete wall. Well, we no, prefer to put some engineered fill in there. Mitigate the rock scrapings. Yeah. But no. if you're going to bury the entire thing, you're not going to have any place to put that fill because, because you're taking everything out and completely burying it. There's already on that downhill side, there's already that, uh, that earth that did not get excavated out because you're sinking it all the way into the ground. So not only would you have to over-excavate everything, then you'd have to truck everything off because you're not going to be able to... Because you're not going to be able to put it anywhere on the site, whereas with this, they're balancing out that cut and fill by whatever you're cutting into the hillside you're able to put down below it to, to balance that out. So it would be less excavation and less trucking of fill off of the site. I understand what you're saying. Thank you. So. Any other questions for Michelle? Roberta, did you have one? No, thank oh, okay. you. Um, at this point, I'd like to open it up to the public. Any comments from the public? Seeing none and hearing none, he's getting up. Oh, okay. My name's uh, Clay Schrader, and I'm the one lot up above that. So I just want to make sure we're all on the same page because it's my road that uh, goes. It's going to go past the water tank and on up to our house. Um, the line owns the three lots and the fourth one up above. So I have an easement on the driveway. Um, the, the road's on his property, so it's my road, and I maintain it and all that. So I just want to be kind of in the loop and. And uh, make sure we have access through the whole project and get in and out, you know, the family and all that. And um, that's basically where I'm at. Okay. Other than that, Mr. Trader, you don't have an issue with the project? No. Um, water tap uh, could be pretty beneficial. We have, uh, we have a good producing well, but it's undrinkable water. You know, it's, it's got to get treated and all that, and it's, it's not great, so... You know, if I if uh, water tap wasn't in the cards, I'd probably argue a little bit more. But <laughs> you know, dangle the fish out front. Anyways, um, I, think that's it. I think most of the negotiations are going to be between us and the city at this right. point. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, Mr. Trader. Uh, the visual impact that was just brought up—we're all throwing that back and forth. Is that any impact to your? Property looking down. No, I won't be able to see it. Um, did you say the driveway is only 16 feet long? 16 feet wide. 16 feet wide. How long is it? 
290 feet. Oh, so it's off the road quite a ways. Well, I mean, you, you can see it right there. It's this. This is approximately 290 yeah. feet. Here's the my road. Yeah, Woodchuck Trail. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> and then a uh, question. I can't read these. That that's existing grade. This line. Uh yeah. Okay. Um, I don't. The visual impact not going to concern us. I don't think. Okay, thank you. <clears throat> Anyone else from the public? Okay, I'll close the portion. I'll close the public portion. Public comment portion. Um, commissioners, we'll take the easy one first. Do you have an opinion on extending? Not extending. It's wrong. Permitting the condition, permitting the uses that typically are associated with 35 acre parcel to a 33 acre parcel. And as explained by staff, principally the difference is the setback, I'll use the word setback, or distance between a principal structure and a secondary dwelling unit. On a 35 acre, oh, I'm going to get this backwards out of that. 35 acres, 300 feet. Who? Less. Less than 35 acres is a 200 foot. That's the difference. Comments? Anybody have a concern with that particular condition? Something they could do right now. So. Huh? Something they can do right now. Yeah. They can still build on it the same as they would before. So. Precisely. You're really not. He's not losing. The, 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 yeah. The property owner is not losing any rights as a result of. His property now being 33 some odd acres as opposed to 35. When this project started, uh, you had to have 35 acres to be eligible for a secondary dwelling unit. So I'm sure that's just a holdover from when the original negotiations began so that he could maintain his eligibility for a secondary unit. Sure. And who knows what future changes to the AMSO district regulations today have. So it, yeah. just, it just locks him in as, a, as if it were a legal conforming lot. Um, let's talk about the second question, which is, with the commissioners, what's your comfort level on the visibility of this project from Route 129 and... Do you think additional landscaping should be required or not? Roberta. Um, you know, if they're putting in grasses that get to be three three feet high or something and you get a four foot high chaining wall, I think it can be pretty adequately screened. Um, so I don't really have a big problem with it. It'd be better from my perspective if they put a little oak or other taller shrub material in the seed mix, but I don't think it's mandatory. John? Well, I agree with Roberta, although some of these pictures, like on page 32 of 42, show considerably higher vegetation now. And then also the staff noted a couple of places a concern about a condition of approval that incorporates dust mitigation while waiting for this growth that presumably is going to be using plants and sand. So your point is? 
Well, I think the conditions of approval have to be a bit more strict than what's planted and what's going to mitigate dust in the years it takes to get anywhere near the level that page 32 of 42 suggests is now. And so your suggestion might be? A condition of approval. Um, Isn't there an erosion control plan uh, required by public works as part of this process? And there, there is, but the the criteria for an erosion for the revegetation plan really comes from the water body setback permit, and that really just deals with that section of the pipeline that is near the. Um, near that water body. So the main thing that the G&E permit is looking for is to prevent erosion and runoff and establish vegetation to hold that soil in place. So that's, that's the main concern of the grading and excavation permit, not necessarily mitigating visual impacts and compatibility with pre-construction conditions like that, but that I think is certainly within the purview of the special use permit review. I think his concern, though, was about dust. Was it not? Well, the staff report mentioned dust a couple places. So I was just thinking that your normal soil stabilizer that's part of the road control plan would cover dust. Yeah. So like they, in number thirteen of. Specific conditions, page 16 and 42. Uh, yeah, and so they have submitted that stormwater management plan. They have submitted a revegetation plan, and part of that is applying seed and then putting erosion control maps on top of that, which basically act as a as a mulch that slows the rainwater down so that it doesn't uh, wash away the wash away the loosely, the freshly compacted soil and provides moisture retention to help that, that seed germinate. You're, you're good, John. <clears throat> yeah, sir, you're good. Yeah. Okay. Billy? Yeah, a couple things. I'd like to follow up on the subject of the revegetation. Um, I think from what I was interpreting on the county standards that the project is supposed to mitigate lots of things, including the view and how things look. And uh, I think the revegetation plan should address issues of how things are going to look. As a, and in addition to uh, the important issue of preventing erosion. So I, I would like to see uh, a, a condition that basically 
beef, beefs up maybe the existing erosion control plan to address the issues more specifically on the shrubs that maybe we want to see, or shrub, uh, gamble oak, or whatever. So a condition that would address those issues. So that, that's one thing I have, I guess. Um, the other thing I mentioned previously was on the retaining wall, that uh, that just be included as a condition to make it clear that you know, we said it's not really in the middle now, but it uh, makes sense to, to clarify that and to clarify that the, the director would make the uh, approval of the color. And I think the texture, uh, I think it's great that the city steamboat mentioned texture on the outside. Uh, right. It makes quite a bit of difference in terms of the view. Uh, smooth view versus texture. It's, it's less good. Right. I guess that's the last thing on the vision thing is that the building uh, or the tank itself, I think any portion of the tank that is that as visible should be colored and colored to match the retaining wall to, to minimize uh, the visibility of the structure. That's what I have. Thank you. Well, I guess since you, since you haven't moved forward, I guess the question of the fabric fence, I, you know, I don't, uh, I have a personal opinion on that, but I haven't thought about it very much. I'd, I'd be interested in what the other commissioners would have to, how things look, and staff, I mean, uh, the staff think uh, a fabric-covered fence is going to look better than no fabric at all. Just don't throw that out, because I, I guess... My first thought, just kind of not having thought about it very much, is that the fabrics, from an aesthetic standpoint, is not a positive thing. We can just clarify that in the commission. Get in however it mass feels. So I'm trying to recap, <clears throat> Billy, where I think your head is at, I think. Are you saying that in terms of, let's be specific, specific condition number 13, which John was bringing up, erosion and sediment from land disturbance activities associated with this project shall be controlled to the greatest practical extent through the use of appropriate best management practices. You're not comfortable with that? Um, I'm comfortable with that. I think that's great. I think we could add to it. How would you do that? Um, I would say that the um, some consideration should be given to um, visual effects of the revegetation plan. Okay. But I'd almost consider it a separate animal. That'd be fine. Okay. Which gets us back to um, we're actually having that discussion about the proposed uh, screening slash vegetation plan. And so yeah, you'd, I, like to see, yeah. you'd like to see what? Help me with that. Um, we'd like to see a landscape. I'd like to see the, there is a landscape plan that addresses visible results from the revegetation effort. There is an, a, a, con, a general condition ten at the top of that page that. Maybe something he wants to modify or not, but 
Yeah, number 10, revegetation of disturbed areas shall occur with one growing season with a seed mix which avoids the use of aggressive grasses. See the Colorado State University Extension Office for appropriate grass seed mixes. And I think, Roberta, I smell that these grasses typically grow to four feet tall, give or take. Page 16. That's what he just read. Yeah. Yeah. He just read that number 10. I, speaking from personal experience, I live up in sunlight and there's a giant overburden berm behind my house that this past summer was the second year of vegetative growth that was on it and it was at least hip height. Yeah. Yeah. I had the same experience with the native grasses at my house. Mm-hmm. And it's not irrigated, it's a dry land, it's a dry land mix that native excavating got from Elk River Farm Elk River feed Farm, yeah. and I mean I thought it looked pretty I thought it looked really good for two years worth of uh, two years worth of growth. Perhaps. Perhaps. Okay, fine. Um I'm putting you down as okay. <laughs> Mr. Norris, sir? I'm an okay with reservations. If, if this went in front of steamboat planning, I think we'd get a flat no. And the, the situations that we've run past them, they have a lot more restrictions. And, uh, Billy brought up my prime complaint about the whole thing. These two don't cover uh, that 16 foot of wall. Out front, but it's a four foot of uh, brush going up against it, and the color that's standing out. We've got one right in the middle of Steamboat that just been complaining about the tailgate that what, 20 foot wall of uh, concrete that goes around the house. And now we're putting this on the side of the hill that people can see going back and forth on 129. So the landscaping uh, plan that's in front of us is that what that is? I don't see a point. It's just revegetation and uh, a bunch of shrub oak. And uh, I, I kind of like to see like a little, little bit more teeth into number 10. And, uh, but I don't know how to do that to cover. The crew was talking about four, four foot tall uh, colored cement uh, step stone. It just seems to me like it's going to stand out more than it does on page uh, uh, 31. That's so I do have reservations about the landscaping plan, but uh, I'm okay with everything else on this water plan. That's don't know how to put teeth into the landscaping plan. Steve, we wouldn't want to ask the, the city if the the intention is to put the seed mix in between each of the tiers. <laughs> I was just going to ask that question. Uh, I'm assuming the answer is yes, but we'll ask you. I mean, but uh, look at the cross section. I'm going to like that, but I didn't hear that. Well, so that's see the cross section BB. Yes. Uh, that's not the drawing. Alan. So if we've got a layer, got to go to the. Um, which one is it? Seven of seventy-one. Mm -hmm. um, I don't. I don't have to. 
What sheet is that? I'm on this sheet. Yeah. Lower right-hand corner. Section B-B shows you the actual retaining wall cross-sections. Shows the four-foot max. Or C-Section C does it. There's another one. Yeah, fine. What I wanted to point out was that, so there's curve in between each one of those. So you would plant seed right here, right here, right here, and right here. So if you get two to three foot of growth, that's covering the bottom portion of this wall, bottom portion of that wall, bottom portion of that wall, and bottom portion of that wall. So it's not a 16-foot wall. It's staggered that gives you the ability to plant that seed in increments going up the wall. Oh, the, the downtown bank down there is stepped up above uh, landscaping behind the rock and the trees. Yeah, behind uh, Yampa Valley Bank? Yes. Yeah. Thank you. So that makes sense to you now? It does. Thank you. Yeah. The concept makes sense to me. I'm real skeptical about getting a good stand four foot high in that small section between those two concrete walls. It's only six inches. I don't know how to respond to that. <laughs> I've seen a lot of concrete walls, and I haven't seen too many concrete walls with a nice stand of grass. So their revegetation plan... I don't know if it specifically said that, but in conversations with Michelle, she said that their contractor has a two-year um, warranty period. Yep. And in their contracts, they state that the vegetation has to be equal to or greater than the vegetation that was there prior, or that warranty period gets extended until... Uh, they reach that that level of vegetative growth. Uh, also, we don't have any control over this, but the state stormwater permit requires 70% uh, vegetative cover of the disturbed site prior to releasing that permit by the state. So, um, I mean, I, I definitely understand your concern. I think that they could have added some uh, some shrubs in addition to the to the grass. Scrub oak are they're a very slow growing species, so it's going to take probably decades to be able to replace the scrub oak that is removed. It's going to take decades to get back to that level of growth. And, I mean, if the, the concern is the visual impact right off the bat, I don't believe planting scrub oak would have that, would make that much of a difference. Um, I, some, I guess some aspens could be planted uh, that would really wouldn't blend with the native vegetation that is there. Aspens are typical, typically on a, in a wetter, wetter environment, higher up in elevation. That would require irrigation to get established. So, um, but I do feel that additional landscaping could have been added to this plan to, to help mitigate the visual impacts. Um, 
try it. And then what I would do is add that. There's a point of clarity. Um, that bit of information, I think, softened my uh, concern because when I looked at the photograph of the wall, I didn't detect any sort of planting. So in other words, I was expecting to see a 16-foot tall face from Highway 129. Um, so if the conditions can include a requirement for planting on each bench of that wall, I think that is significant towards hiding it. Um, because my so when you started this roundtable, there was no way on God's green earth that I was going to support this petition. Um, specifically because the area, not the area, but the depiction that showed the, you know, the blank, sixteen-foot-tall wall facing one twenty-nine. I, I just couldn't accept that. Um, so then. My other issues, well, 129 in the Steamboat Springs Area Comp Plan, along with 40 and 131, are considered gateways. And therefore, I think it was more important to be concerned and, and object to the depiction as shown in the, um, by the petitioner. So if that can be mitigated, I suppose you can make an argument that the visual is mitigated. Um, and then under the Steamboat Springs Community Area Plan Policy CF 1.7 um, states that the provision of water and sewer services by the city shall be limited outside the urban growth boundary. The city will not extend or expand urban governmental services outside of the UGB other than in those limited circumstances shown to be necessary to protect basic public health, safety, and the environment, and when such services are financially supportable at rural density and do not diminish levels of service standards and do not permit urban development. Well. I mean, this may be relatively minor, but it seems to me that the city is out of compliance with that, what do they call it, CEF 1.7. It said they will not extend or expand urban governmental services. And that's why um, I was curious to learn where the other alternative sites were. And they're also in the county. So... I don't believe that there is a current demand for this million gallons of water because we know that the city council has stated that they have plenty of water to serve the West of Stephen Springs area. And it was also in the newspaper article, I believe Councilman Pettis assured the community that they have plenty of water to support 
certainly Bryn Gray, if not the west of Steamboat Springs area plan. So I don't, I don't know why it's needed, and therefore I don't know why I would want to approve it. Is one a volume consideration and the other a source consideration? I mean, this proposed tank is not using additional water, my words. Which is what I've been told is not necessary. Well, one is, but I'm not sure that it's the same thing. Michelle, can you respond? Um, if you uh, take a look at our water supply master plan and our uh, infrastructure master plan, uh, we disagree with what you may have been told. Um, and coming from the people who are uh, in the having constructed those plans, I would say that that water is eventually needed. And and I don't know how to further answer your question other than to direct you to those to those studies if you're interested. And what was your other question? Well, it had to do with the oh, yes. policy. Uh, so if you look at our municipal code, you can see that it also states that we do not uh, serve uh, people outside of the city limits unless uh, that seat, there's approval by city council. And so these services that we're going to be providing outside of the city limits will have to go uh, to city council for approval. But given that we need uh, this tank, for fire flow purposes and to serve future uh, development. Um, I, I don't imagine that they'll, I can't speak for them, but I don't imagine that they will have much difficulty approving for services. I'm sure they will. <laughs> Is there any other questions I can answer for you? I don't think right now, but I'm not sure. To I will, but in a minute. I want to come back to you for just a minute. Um, so I just, for Grins, Troy, based on your comment, to clarify that, go to number 10, the revegetation of disturbed areas shall occur with one growing season. Well, what I was going to recommend or see if this meets with your approval, because I agree it does not say that seeding takes place between retaining wall benches. Right? So I just wrote down and added to that another sentence. Seating shall also occur between the courses of the retaining wall. This is number 10? Correct. Yeah, number 10. No, I think that's much that's, better, okay. and I feel much better about that. Um, I, I think you should also have a condition in your approval that says, you know, that this water will not serve. I guess you can limit it to DeLine and Schrader if you want to do that. But I think you should have a specific finding that it's only for those properties, period. Um, in other words, if they wanted to, you know, take this tank and extend the line somewhere, then it's not a part of their permit. So therefore, I I don't know the harm in putting in a condition that said if you're if you're in agreement with it, that you know, it gets to serve those three two or three properties. Three, two of the line, and one of Schrader. The line has three. Three and Schrader before. So say no more than four, you know, uh, separate pin numbers. <laughs> or are you just saying, like, outside of city limits? Because yep. then, I mean, we can't. Oh, yeah. Well, and I, I, 
you reminded me of another thing that gives me a whole lot of indigestion. And I don't know what a fabric fence looks like. And then when I looked at the plans you pointed out of stacking them, the fence goes on top of the top fours. Yep. Yeah. No, it goes here. There. Kind Second. Of. Uh, there's a, Is that clear? No, I actually. Okay, hang on. You got it. You're on top. Yeah. So then the fence is going up above that. So now we're at 20. Or 20 feet tall, top of the fence. The question is, do, do the plans show in cross section where the fence goes? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I got that down. Yeah. To section BB. And I guess, to be honest with you, Troy, I'm listening to what I heard. This is a six foot fence, and these are four foot sections retaining wall. So I suppose you'd argue so that it's two feet above this LB. Where's it say two feet above? Well, LB. And the description of the fence I thought was pretty good. It was brown PVC coating. Was that kind of fabric? No, I don't think I saw fabric. Did I see fabric? Fabric through it? Ah, and the fabric I'm familiar with is the green fabric out here on the gravel pits. Well, ah. The doubles pin out of yep. okay. Now that fabric, at that pin, doesn't doesn't seem to reflect 2020. Got it. And if you feel that I'm supporting of that, uh, no. But let me put try it this way. Would you be more comfortable without the fabric? Probably, because you see right through it. I mean, this is chain link. I'm assuming. Yeah, another part. It's chain link fence, and the chain is not silver. It's this PVC coated. I've seen this, yeah. kind of a brownie vinyl color. Well, whatever color Chad yeah. wants. No. Do you have screening standards or anything where it has to be something that has to be covered in that regards? It's usually just. Um, you know, neutral color to match surrounding vegetation, you know, like what Billy wanted for you know, the, the faces of the, of the walls, right? Okay. You know, and the same thing could apply to you know, the color of the chain link and the fabric. You decide to go that You know, in the, in, in the way that it's written up, the way that we heard, it would just be, you know, that those are the parameters for my decision when Michelle gives us. Um, Color okay. I think in the end there's a leaning towards eliminating fabric, but I think what's going to happen is going to be rested in your lap, along with the language which I thought you had up, but I'm not done because it's got what, me next. Yes. Can I ask Michelle a question? Sorry. Yeah. Can I ask Michelle a question. Absolutely. What What was the purpose of the fabric? Uh, and again, intended to help uh, blend the entire tank site into the surroundings to try to make it as inconspicuous. So it's not a security concern or some other concern besides no. just again, just uh, trying okay. to uh, you know, uh, what do you call it? Blend it into the background. Camouflage. There we go. Thank so. you. Appreciate that. Yes, Billy. I'll I think that I just heard is like. Why do we need to consider a fence? 
mean, no offense at all, would be less obtrusive. They may have security issues. That, well, that would be security, and, like and CDPHE requires that there's there's okay. security around it. It is yep. public yep. drinking water, so we want to make sure that the so site is that's secure. That's why I want the fence. I, I misinterpreted yeah. what you just said. Sorry. No cool. worries. All right. Uh, for me, uh, where it is isn't too much of a concern. I do think that it is a need for Steamboat to have that expansion because we are going west towards there, and that is the best fit for it. I do understand that you're saying that it's not in the urban growth center, but where that standard of 1-7, I do think that that does fit because uh, we're, we've already been talking about the limitations that Fish Creek Falls has. We've talked about in the paper about what happens if there's a forest fire or something like that, and then we have limited resources with one of those tanks going down. Now we have uh, another source that we can provide, especially for an expansion that's coming to the west. We already know that um, expansion is more than likely coming in that direction and not in the long future of 20 years, but in the next five to 10 years. So I do think that that is purposeful and that does fit the one seven standards. Um, as for landscaping, uh, I don't think any kind of landscaping is gonna really sufficiently cover the 16 foot area. I think the grass is a good idea in between. Um, I do. I, I don't think if we're putting in landscape standards or anything like that to put in shrub oaks or anything like that, that's going to be forcing them forever to kind of have those in those same locations, trying to maintain something that might not be naturally be able to maintain again over there. And eventually over time, it will hopefully come back and produce that growth, but to make something so only for an aesthetic appeal of coming down the road, I don't think that there is anything that's gonna actually have that impact that's gonna cover that up. Um, I do think that the natural colors and everything is gonna make it so that it's gonna um, kind of blend into the nature. So I don't think any more of the landscaping standards really need to be um, put forth. Uh, and I am open to putting it inside uh, the, the levels and, and having it there, because um, I do think that that will kind of blend in a little bit better in that regard. And for me, if it is that big of an eyesore and we do need landscaping and we need to look at it back, this is a special use permit. If people are gonna be starting com to complain about that, if that makes it to the paper, this is gonna be coming back to us. And then at that point, we can kind of decide, hey, we have to rethink this landscaping plan. Okay. Yes, Troy. That brought up a great question that I had thought of earlier but forgot. Um, I'm wondering if it would be possible or Alan had chime in, but if there is wildland fire, lower Elk River area, Deer Mountain states, Elk River states, whatever, could this facility provide a tap or a hydrant for water trucks? Yeah, there, there, uh, there is uh, going to be uh, connections on the side for pumper trucks if they needed to connect. Because they'd have to come up to the tank uh, and connect to it there, but they, that's certainly an option. Yeah, I put that in as a condition. You is it? About fighting yeah, I do. But as I say, there's a hydrant ran through. Oh, is there? Yeah, there is. Oh. That's why I was panicking. I think, isn't there a picture of the hydrant? Well, I, it was, might. But I thought that was Where's the hydrant? 
There's a hydrant at the intersection of 129 and... Yeah. Never mind. I saw the picture. I just didn't believe it. I thought that was a... Should I not see that correctly, Alan? Oh, that was Photoshop. What's here? Here you go. Yes. Page 37. Yeah. I mean, it's worth well thought, but... Yeah. Okay. Um, as far as I'm concerned, I'm comfortable with the landscape plan as presented with the additional words that we just added on condition number 10, which <coughs> clearly points that there'll be grass between the retaining walls. You want to pull up the uh, language on the retaining wall so that... Yeah. Um, your staff has a clearer idea. It's a lot harder. Okay, you fixed it already. Yeah, no, the fencing is in there because that is the colors. Um, and I don't think we need to adjust any conditions, but I might challenge the need for that fabric. You got four or five foot tall grasses with a fence in between it and then fabric too. I'd leave that in the hands of the capable planning department staff. Those are my recommendations. Okay. Any other discussion? I'd like to add a friendly amendment to that, which would be that we would mention the texturing of the wall. Before you do that, okay. refer to. Let me just see if this works for you because I saw this. Okay. Exterior block dimensions shall be uniform and consistent. Maximum dimensional deviations shall be 1%, excluding the architectural surface. Never mind. Okay. Never mind. Um, I re <laughs> retract that. How about this color and texture? Okay. So the color and texture shall be approved by the planning director. Yeah, I like that. Okay. Yeah. And so the related thing to that would be the thing I mentioned before about the tank itself. That's, I, we could put the next sentence in. And, uh, any portion of the tank, any portion of the tank that is visible from Elk River Road should match the same, put the same language in there. I guess you could do that, but that's the purpose of the retaining walls. There is nothing visible. That's what she said. I, when I looked at the plans, I, the staff could take a closer look at that. I, that's fine. I, I, and I thought Michelle said something about it. Portions of the tank were so small that it probably wouldn't be seen. Did, did I hear that right during your presentation? No, I, uh, if I misspoke and uh, made that uh, unclear, I apologize. Um, but there should be no exposed concrete from the side of the tank for not only just for aesthetic reasons, but the, the concrete shouldn't be exposed, and any exposed concrete would have to be treated. And we don't intend to treat any of the concrete walls, so it should be it so, should be covered either by the partially buried portion mm -hmm. or the earth that's going to go around by the retaining walls. Okay. 
So I, I, my, I apologize because I'm a sheet S2. There's a line showing existing grade and then it shows a cross section through the tank. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, it appears to me that a portion of the tank is above uh, the existing grade. And that portion is. So the... right here. Yeah, there you go. Oh, so. A access? Well, no, that ends with the yeah, right. That, right that would be access and venting. And further to the right of that. For, in, in between. Right, straight down. Right there, boop. Yeah, so that's a, that's a section, you're, like you're cutting it in half, but oh, that wall, the retaining walls will continue around. Well, the retaining wall is above that point. And yeah, I think in the, you should be able to see that from the plan view that the retaining walls wrap around it um, almost entirely except for the portion that's buried. Yeah, so this is proposed grade up here. So this line is being brought up to this level right here. Does that make sense? Because you can see the dark black. Right. Yes. Yeah. yeah, these dark black lines, these are the retaining, um, walls. retaining walls. And you'll see that it goes all the way around here. And since the tank is partially buried, this portion of the tank should be covered by you'll see that the grading lines yep. are going to cover it. So this is just cut through, but these these walls will continue around. Sure, I understand. So there shouldn't be, sorry, so there shouldn't be any exposed portions of the concrete visible. All right, and you're on record for saying that. So I'm happy yes, with I, yep. uh, I will take the heat for that. I apologize, I misinterpreted what you said. No. Yeah, I probably wasn't very clear, so okay, I apologize. Great. Thank you. Any other questions or comments? I have a suggestion. We spent a lot of time talking about the concrete wall and the fence texture. Retaining wall, yeah. If we could have a color and material board submitted with these applications, I think it would solve a lot of problems. On a going forward basis? I, I don't know how staff feels about that, but it seems like a, a simple request of an applicant. Staff appears to be reluctantly agreeing to your suggestion. <laughs> yeah. No, I. You know, as far as the required minimums, it's there on the checklist approved by the board. You know, anything above that, you know, we can recommend to make these meetings go smoother, and we'll put that on the list. <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. Okay. So, do we need to recap the conditions? Alan, are you up to speed? Um, so. There's the, the additional number 19 and then the change to number 10. Those yep. are the only two changes that I've got record of. Okay. And so would like to remind you that we're going to do these three motions, one for the special use. One at a time. One for the water body setback, right. one for the division of land and public purpose. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming that they follow an order. And what Not I'm correct. saying by that is PL 18 184 is the special use permit. It's for the special use. 185 is the water body setback. Correct. And 186 is the division of land. Correct. Okay. 
Uh, I think at this point, Billy. Um, there was one other issue I discussed with uh, Alan earlier this afternoon about um, the potential problem for having um, city maintenance vehicles go to the site and where would they drive and how would that affect access. So I think there was uh, maybe some consensus, I hope, between Alan and I that that's an issue that um, the city could address. There's several different ways you could address it, but I think it should be noted that if, for example, there was some um, maintenance that had to be worked at the tank, that uh, access to the shaders property would be very difficult unless there was something done to mitigate that. You know, like they couldn't get access to their house because the trucks doing the maintenance were on the access road. Um, the issue being, you could make that very complicated, or you could keep it pretty simple. And Alan, I think, had a good idea to um, keep it simple, which was before any maintenance would be done, that some kind of plan would have to be put together to make sure that the traders were not impacted by the construction or future maintenance. There's also this approximately 300 feet of access drive that could uh, accommodate the parking of any of those maintenance vehicles that would not be able to fit into the parking area? Yeah, and that, that also depends, obviously, if the 16-foot the gravel road gives room to park a construction vehicle and have somebody pass it without going off to the ditch. So that's... Isn't that really between the traders and us, or them, though? Well, I'm sorry? Isn't that part of your agreements with the traders? So, yeah, we're going to be working on the terms of the road uh, access maintenance agreement. So, uh, but I think you're just talking about during construction? No. Or just because the road, ma the maintenance vehicles that we'll be putting up, that we'll be sending up there will be our water crew guys, and they, I'm not a truck guy, but I think they're like Ford F-150s. So, and they would quickly drive up and drive into our driveway that's shown on there and park on the, in the parking area. But other than that, I wouldn't anticipate larger vehicles than that unless we were going to be tearing the thing down, and we hope not to do that ever. It's kind of expensive to build it and then take it down. So. I would think that the typical vehicle that's going to be out there is just going to be a pickup truck. Uh, you might see them you know, driving around there, the blue trucks that drive around town. Is that your question? Yeah, I think so. And, and as far as frequency, my, my apologies. Uh, you know, we're not going to have a lot of uh, equipment up there. No, there's not going to be any pumps. And there's no treatment up there, so there's not a lot of reason for uh, our crew to go up there uh, regularly or, or frequently, like during the day. Um, I imagine it will be a couple of times a week that we'll be up there. Yeah, and I, I think it's just very clear for the record that the... Right. The city of Steamboat knows that uh, the city of Steamboat has acknowledged this potential problem, and they're working on it. They've got an easement agreement, and when they do their easement agreement, it's probably one of the things you want to think about. So, thank you. Yeah, we're not. Are we obligated to have that as a condition that uh, easement agreement is satisfactory to the parties? I didn't think so, but I'm asking the question. Okay, fine. Yeah. Okay. Uh, with that thought in mind, Chair, I'll entertain a motion on PL-18-184. I'll make a motion to approve PL-18-184 with findings of fact one through three, 
conditions one through nine. Uh, the revision to ten, as previously stated, uh, eleven, and then special conditions twelve through eighteen. Nineteen. Nin and nineteen. Oh, excuse me, nineteen. Nineteen. Is there a second to the motion? Second. Thank you, John. Discussion on the motion. I'd like to add under six. <coughs> no junk, trash, trailers, or equipment or inoperable vehicles shall be stored on the property. What was it, junk and trash and inoperable vehicles? Equipment. After the word trash is trailers, equipment, or inoperative vehicles. Good. Yeah. No issue for me. It's okay with you, Roberta. No issue for me, thank John. you. John? Yeah. It's okay by you? Okay. Any other discussion on the motion? Hearing none, all those in favor of PL-18-184 as moved with changes, please signify by saying yes. 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 Opposed say no. No. And why, please? Well, it's just the visual to me and, and out of character for something that I'm not convinced is is needed or has needed. Okay. Chair votes yes. Motion carries. The other thing I, I wrote down, well, let, let me add one other thing. Sure. It was the uh, service residential water service outside of the district um, which I did not believe was in the Steamboat Springs area comp plan. Come of the services to the two landowners? Yeah, four. Well, two landowners but four services. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Got it. PL-18-185, this is the water body setback. I'll make a motion to approve PL-18-185, with findings of fact one and two and conditions one through five. One through three? Yeah, wait a minute. One through five, one through five. On page uh, 17. 17. Oh, sorry. I'll second that. Thank you, John. Discussion on the motion? Hearing none, all those in favor, please signify by saying yes. 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 Opposed, say no. Chair votes yes. Motion carried. And finally, Division of Land, PL-18-186. I'll make a motion to approve PL 18-186 with findings of fact one and two and conditions one through three. Uh, I'll second that as well. <laughs> Might as well be consistent, John. Thank Steve's you. looking at me. Yep. Any discussion on the motion? <laughs> All those in favor? Do you have a question, Travis? Sure. Is that plat? It's intended, Alan, that the plat shows access to this piece. 
Uh, typically, plats don't show access just because uh, the plat is the division of land. Now, if there was land that was part of this that the access went through, it would show it then. But it's it that's not the case in in this one. Um, so typically, no. But through this review, we've determined that it does have legal and feasible access, and so therefore, um, it did not end up as a condition of approval that access needs to be proven prior to recording the plat. So how did you determine they have legal access today? Uh, based on the, the easement documents and the term sheets that have been submitted. So you've seen an executed access agreement, easement agreement? I have not. It's uh, just a term sheet that they've signed with the landowner that says that it would grant them access. But if you would like that... Well, wait a minute. The, the land owner slash easement holder has agreed to grant them access. It's just not signed? Correct. I don't know if you want to consider that as a condition. I asked that question once already. Um, you can certainly add a condition that would require uh, submission of that executed easement document prior to recording the plat. Sounds good to me. No issue. No issue for a second. Consider that a request. It would be an easement, correct? Access okay. Sorry, sorry. They have the. It's called a road uh, access or road maintenance agreement that we're going to become party to. And that would be the access that would allow us access as part of that. Would Planning Commission also like to place a number five on there, basically stating your position on um, the residential lot maintaining the same rights as the 35? Well, that's not in here? No. Oh, yes. I mean, we've got it in the minutes reflecting your position yeah. on that, but we can include it as a COA as well. So, Roberta, are you with that one? I'm fine, thank you. John? I, I second that. Good. So now we have two additional conditions, I think, Sarah. And this will remain zoned AF? Excuse me? It'll remain zoned AF? Correct. So if they don't end up building this tank, and you have a one point whatever size acre lot out there owned by the city. Is that a building site? No. It's for in the county. Well, it's a public purpose site. In this instance, it's public. It's public purpose. So I, mean, I guess you could take a gun suspenders and add another condition that says 
spot two mm-hmm. um, is a non buildable, non buildable, with the exception of public purpose. Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine the city not building it, but if in fact we've seen weird things. If it never got utilized as a public site, what happens to the parcel? It's AM zone. Is it? I think it's an unbuildable lot. Oh, because you, you don't have sewer and water. Plus, the SUP goes sure, away in a year. But it's unbuildable. You don't have sewer and water. <laughs> right? Whatever. But he's doing it. Why don't we just add that condition? So he's doing it. Oh, typing is he? Yeah. Good. And that's been approved. Perfect. See what you This plat shall include a note stating this lot is not. And that's lot two? That'd be lot two. We're good. All right. So, any other discussion? All those in favor of approving PL-18-186 with general conditions in the additional 4, 5, and 6, please signify by saying yes. 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 Opposed say no. Chair votes yes. Motion carries. Michelle? I was hoping I had a couple seconds to talk to her. Sorry. 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 Could, we put, could I put a note in the commissioners that I would like to see no outdoor lighting on this site? Uh, they did propose one solar powered light at the parking area. Reflecting now. But there's there's still so chapter five Doncaster Pixel Shielded. Uh six. Six. I mean it, it's still a, a regulation. You know, it used to be, you know, back in the eighties, back in the nineties, condition approval level. We did the revisions to the regulations in two thousand five, we included that as a regulation for all projects that we do in is that open for discussion at this point? Because I'd like to elaborate. I don't that. think so. Okay, <laughs> good. That's fine. That's fine. No, I think it's done. But like I said, we've got the right to cover that. Right. It's a standard thing. But you can ask a question. Oh, well, I just um, tuned to the lighting issue, and I looked real closely what was in there, and I like what's in there. I think that's good. But I mean, if you don't want you still see light. It's all down left. It's light. You're driving down Alcoa Road, you're going to see light. So do you need light when nobody's there? I would say you, know, you have a light that's not on 24 hours a day. You have a light when you need it. And that light needs the light standard. So I, I like the idea of not having any light at all. That's just a personal. Right. Yeah, we can. I mean, you know, have security light as motion light. I mean, it doesn't have to be on. You know, like I said, I think just in the regulations that it is down has to pick the shield in. But we can. Yeah. Uh, Thank you. We, we can bring that up with board. Yeah, because the right. county board's get another shot at it too, so it's fine. Oh, great. Cool. Thank you. All right. You're on. Next. 
All right, upcoming agenda. You guys have taken that King Creek Ranch application on the 2nd of January, bringing in the new year with King Creek Ranch. It's the only thing on that agenda right now. Are you here? Um, the 16th, uh, we've got Lucky 8 Ranch. They're back for an amendment to their special use permit. Uh, Zirkle Wireless, that's the wireless tower on Hans Peak. And precision, precision, precision <laughs> excavation, uh, renewal and amendments of the gravel bit. Cavity two Miller. Uh, February sixth, uh, the Carpenter Ranch will be back in front of us at that time. <laughs> and um, also, mark your calendars on that one. We haven't advertised it yet. No, I'm sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. Um, March 5th, first, first meeting in March. Uh, there will be a, an item on for that meeting, a joint meeting with the Board of County Commissioners, uh, basically to um, staff and our communications consultant with the Green Planning Commission and the board up to date. Um, the results of our initial public engagement uh, for the master plan update. So yeah, we just confirmed today that that uh, but that joint meeting is a good idea. I mean, we're kind of under the gun to get a lot of stuff uh, accomplished in a short period of time. And not only does that save us time, but uh, it's a perfect opportunity under the topic of master plan that you guys all get to be at the same table. Uh, so I look forward to that. <coughs> Alan's putting on the table here, so go ahead and take some of that down, Greg, if you would. Um, our basically business cards, but um, you know, as you're out with your friends and neighbors in the community talking about master plan, Please hand on one of these cards, and uh, it briefly talks about our process. But the big thing is to give the website to our master plan project on it. And until the middle of February, Valentine's Day, um, our community survey will be live, and you can access the community survey through the project website. You know, so hand out as many of those as you can. Uh, if you need more, come by the office. Because you don't go to the house, you get the to go. We, we do have a couple of boxes in this card. So, um, spread them around. Uh, as um, we got the recent count on uh, the number of people in our community that have taken our community survey, and I'd say that the target for the minimum number that we would want. Is is two percent? I think we might have broke up on that uh, last time we had a discussion about the process plan, and so that's five hundred in our community. And really, with just an email blast and that initial letter from Commissioner Beth Melvin, we've got four hundred and thirty. So we're pretty close to our target minimum right now, and we haven't even started our, you know, the, the active public engagement. So hopefully, we can double those. Um, you know, Stephen Troy, I've seen some of the uh, feedback there and, you know, what we got from the community. And I don't I think you safe to say no surprises. I think that's true. Yeah. And so, you know, I look forward to sharing some of the results with you guys. But uh, if you haven't taken a survey, please do it. You should connect with others. Have them do it. Yeah, well, to that end. Two comments on that topic. I'm assuming, it, or at least I'm reasonably confident that everyone at this table has already taken the survey. What? 
Yeah, I figured that. <laughs> there is a, we talked about it this afternoon. That's a little bit of an issue, though. And specifically in my case, if my wife wants to take the survey, she can't because once the survey has been taken, that email address is recognized. Huh? IP oh, that's even better. Whatever. I got a lot of email addresses. <laughs> you and your wife have the same IP address? Yeah. Well, it's a computer. Oh, primitive. It's a computer. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> well, we live out in the boonies, John, so you see what happens. So if that becomes a problem, contact Chrissy and, and let her know because I think that our communication consultant can work with survey money to change that, um, and which we will do if, if it becomes a problem. Okay. Okay. I think we are adjourned. That's it. Everybody enjoy the holiday. Merry Christmas. Yes. Oh, yeah. See you next year. Next year. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. A lot of fun. Good to meet you. See you at the end. Right. I mean, uh, discussing things in the future. Yeah. I had a chance to support you. That's good. Can you hear that?